The Brooklyn Nets send Kyrie home, no longer with the team. His stance now might cost him the season if he doesn't change his mind. And we're talking about it right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown NBA Podcast, and thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. Really appreciate you doing so. On Wednesdays, I'm your regular co-host, John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. You find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. This is, Jake, you said it right before we started recording, an unprecedented situation where a star player, a max player, one of the one of the best players in the league has made a decision and the team says, "All right, you are going home because of this decision." And this creates a just incredible potential ripple effect throughout the league, throughout the East. So, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this. Let's just start from the beginning. The Brooklyn Nets decided that Because Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated and because New York City mandates require full vaccination or at least one one dose of the vaccination to work in the city, the Brooklyn Nets said, well, we're not going to have you on as a full half-time player, part-time player. He could have practiced with the team. He could have uh, gone on road games and played in half the road games. but the Brooklyn Nets said, nope, not good enough. So go home. We're going to go with our guys. They're going to treat it like an injury, and they are moving on. So let's just start with with this question. What do you think? Right decision, wrong decision? Yeah, the, you know, it's, it's kind of a tough one to answer because we've never seen anything like this before. This is truly unprecedented, and there's so many like branches coming off of this. But it's the right decision. It's, it's 100% the correct decision and you almost need to applaud the Brooklyn Nets for standing up to a star player like this. You rarely see this in the NBA. These star guys get whatever they want. Kyrie Irving ended up on the Nets because he just decided he wanted to play for the Nets before even informing them that he was going to play for them, right? Think about that for a second. He just literally picked his destination and they made room to sign him and they did all of these things. So to stand up to a star player and not let them in a sense, get what he wants in this case is unbelievable. And it's the right decision. You you cannot be a part-time player in the NBA. That's not how this works. That's not what you go through a season for or to do. Sending him home, as much as it hurts them and probably wasn't an easy decision, is the correct one. Yeah, this goes along what I was saying last week. Here we are literally a week later, and thankfully some resolution here, the – what I said last week is teammates are just not going to be – I don't think teammates want a guy that's going to be there half the time. It's not fair to the guys who are there putting in the work. It's not fair to the guys, the, the other superstars, Kevin Durant and uh, James Harden. It's it's not fair to the, the guys that are in there grinding every day that have to go into the gym every day, who have to go into the weight room, have to go through their treatment and have to deal with all of the nicks and bruises and sprains and strains. And then Kyrie gets to like walk in at, you know, half, half the time and just walk on the team playing, be like, Hey fellas, now I'm going to be a starter. Like, no, 
No way. In fact, we go to one of our um, Locked On Insiders, Antonio Daniels. He was asked about uh, exactly that by host Daniela Bruce. And here's what he had to say. When New York came out with their COVID-19 vaccine mandate, it was thought that Kyrie Irving, who is not vaccinated, would at least be able to play in the road games. But today's decision that he is not going to be involved with the team at all unless he goes all in and ultimately gets the vaccine. How did we get to this point, Antonio? Well, Daniela, I think you just said it. The, the, the two words that you just said is all in. And I think that's incredibly yeah. important because when you mm -hmm. are talking about team sports, this isn't tennis. This isn't swimming. This isn't golf. This is not an individual sport. This is a team sport. So what the Brooklyn Nets did is they drew a line in the sand. And they said, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. And the culture that we're living in now, with everything that our, our country and our world are dealing with, if you go all the way back to 19, 2019, 2020, there's no more walking on the fence. It's time mm -hmm. to be all in or all out. You have to choose a side. And in particular, when you're discussing professional sports, you can't have a guy with one foot in and one foot out. You know, either you're all in or you're all out. Having someone there for 41 games. Like, do you understand how important chemistry is in the NBA as a whole? Developing chemistry. You know, you have six game home stands. You will be without Kyrie Irving then. You know, it's in with all due respect to Kyrie Irving. You know, you have make your decision. Make mm -hmm. your decision. That's cool. You know, but the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks had to make an executive decision, not in what's best for Kyrie Irving, but in turn, what is best for the other 13 or 14 guys in that locker room. There it is. You're either all in or you're all out. And that's just how a team works. I am happy that the team, and I'm sure there was some consultation with Kevin Durant and James Harden, which we'll get into a little bit later, they decided together they had they took in the input and everybody said you know what he's going to do his thing and we're going to do our thing and and whatever we'll we'll see what happens down the road the the team in its statement said we respect Kyrie's decision and we'll revisit it so the door is open they didn't base they didn't say we're cutting you or whatever they left it open we respect your decision but these are the rules and this is what we got to play by now we're hearing the justification by Kyrie for his rules through Sham Sharania of The Athletic. I can see you rubbing your temple and shaking your head. Uh, people, in the, you know what? I'm going to stop talking and let you talk. It's the, it's the flames coming out the side of my yeah. head meme, like in real life. I'm surprised you're not like seeing that here. <laughs> I can add it in post. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, it, it's, it's his choice. It's his choice if you don't want to get the vaccine. And I'm fine with him not, and he's got to deal with the fallout and the consequences of that decision. What I dislike are the bullshit justifications for it. I don't want to swear, but I, they, I'm so frustrated. I want to just stick to basketball and actually talk about that. But you can't with this, man. He comes through to Sham Sharania, the, 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 uh, the media, right? People he's referred to as pawns before and is now trying to use those pawns, which is its own can of worms in and of itself. But the reasoning he's doing this is that he's saying it's taking a stand for because he doesn't want people to lose their jobs over, over vaccine mandates. What about the hundreds of thousands of people that have died due to COVID and how dangerous it can be? What about also the hundreds of thousands of people that lost their jobs because COVID is so deadly 
the world shut down for these past two years. This is where you're going to draw the stand. Wouldn't the better thing to be get the damn vaccine so we can go back to normal where we don't need to wear masks, where businesses aren't shut down and things are kind of like what they were. And that's better for everyone in terms of jobs. The the numbers are out there, right? We've seen how many people have been impacted by this financially. It's far greater than the people that are losing their jobs over a vaccine mandate. It's like the, the Star Trek thing, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And he's completely on the needs of the few to take a principled stance. Yeah. What is this? BS. It's it's garbage. <laughs> and then it, the, the the funniest thing, right? And there, there's a lot of dr- like irony. It's just dripping in this in not a good way. He says he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. But at media day, which he couldn't be at in person, he said no comment when asked about the vaccine and the vaccine right. mandate, right? Like you're right. not being a voice for the voiceless unless you actually stand up and talk. And he's talking through Shams of The Athletic. There's I, more. I'm just going to leave it at that. There's two things here. I... I wonder if he's taking this stand because of his brand or because he really cares about this. Um, his brand is supposed to be the free thinker, the you know the guy who challenges norms and and whatever. But secondly, I honestly I just think this is him setting up to get the vaccine because he came up. It, this has always been about not trusting the vaccine or or being anti COVID vaccine and all of that stuff. And now all of a sudden in this piece, it was, well, I'm not really, or he's not really through the anonymous source. He's not really anti-vaccine. He's, you know, worried about the, the people losing their jobs with the, the COVID mandate, which is basically just saying he's going to get vaccinated at some point and he wants to create this conversation now and eventually he'll get the vaccine and he'll continue this as if this was his intent the whole time. Oh, I wanted to start the conversation and 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 I did and so on and so forth. Honestly, he's just setting this up so he can come back and make himself look good because I think very often he makes him he's more concerned about making himself look good in matters like this, which is a shame because he does so many good things off the court where he doesn't draw attention to himself and that's just awesome. That side of Kyrie is awesome. I love that side of Kyrie. And I also love the side of Kyrie that wants to explore his, you know, the, the, the rich tapestry of his, his heritage, which there, I, I love the fact that he's expanding his, his knowledge base and all of that. But when it comes to this, I feel like he's just a dude who's going down YouTube rabbit holes. If he really wanted to do his research, he would talk to epidemiologists and he would get the information. And this wouldn't even be a conversation right now. Yeah, like, look, if it's one thing of like, I don't trust the vaccine, which is not what came out in that article, right? It was, I'm taking a stand for these people who are losing right. their jobs because of vaccine mandates. And it's like, okay, again, what about the way more people that lost their jobs? And I know plenty of them. You do. Every one of you who's listening to the show today knows people who probably lost their jobs due to COVID when the world shut down. What about that, man? Like, you're yeah. taking a stand for these people who are prolonging that? I've got very little sympathy at this point for it. I'm just kind of fed up and I'm tired of it. And that's why I'm almost like happy that he kind of got what's coming to him by the net saying, go away. So let's get into in the next segment here, uh, a little bit more of this conversation. How does this change the East? Let's get back to basketball, even though it's impossible. And I know people want to, as soon as we say vaccine, people lose their mind and saying it's political. Okay. There's this is, this is directly impacting the NBA. So we're going to get into the basketball conversation next about how this impacts the East. Uh, We'll do that in just a minute. First, I've got to talk to you about Sweat Block, 
which was created by a doctor who had a perspiration, excessive perspiration issue. So he created this product and now he recommends it to everybody. What you do is you take your shower at night, you put this on in your problem areas, you wipe it on, it's like a handy wipe. You know, go to bed, in the morning you wake up, you wash it off and it can work for up to seven days. I had somebody DM me saying it worked for five days for him. If it doesn't work for you, for some reason, you get their, their dry shirt guarantee, you get your money back. Google it. Go to Amazon, where it's currently the number one in, uh, product in the anti-perspirate category. There are 13,000 reviews. Read the, their reviews. They want you to. That's how confident they are in this product that it's going to help solve your excessive perspiration issue. It's going to let you wear what you want to wear, and it's your secret to added confidence no matter what causes it sweatblock can help and you can get 20% off at sweatblock.com with that promo code locked on 20% off at sweatblock.com remember it's guaranteed you get your money back if it doesn't work or if you're shopping on Amazon or at CVS you can pick some up there Hey, thanks for making the Locked On NBA podcast your first listen of the day. Hey, for your second listen of the day, why don't you pick your favorite Locked On team? Celtics fan, Locked On Celtics, Pelicans fan, Locked On Pels, whatever team you want if you're or an opposing team. Locked On has a podcast for you. Make that your second listen of the day. Okay, so Kyrie's gone for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long he's going to be gone for, but let's say it's an extended period of time. What impact does this have on the east jake do the nets how much of a nets how much of a hit do the nets take as far as they came into this as the presumptive favorites are they still the presumptive favorites you know the answer is yes i think i think they're still the presumptive favorites they've got the best player in the league i think in kevin durant overall and you still have James Harden there, who's a what borderline top 10 guy, if not assuredly in the top 10, and fits so well and has kind of changed his style of play to suit that Nets team. You have Blake Griffin, who's looked a little bit rejuvenated since coming over from the Detroit Pistons. You've got like Patty Mills, right, as the backup to Kyrie Irving, who's more than capable of stepping into that role. They're still the title favorites. They're just not the overwhelming title right. favorites anymore. And I think this is why they were comfortable sending him home. They know their odds take a hit. Their record likely takes a hit. But you still are still you know, more likely than not, I guess, of all the things considered, to win the title. And for them, they have to feel really, really good about that. It means that gap between them and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks isn't you know, huge, and it's maybe more here. But there's still a gap, and in any series, they're going to be favored. Yeah, I think it does. It shrinks their margin for error for sure. Um, and it does put them at risk of an injury to Harden or Durant, which is not out of the question. And one of the things, one of the reasons why you have those three stars is if one of them goes down. And again, you know, Durant is, is was playing at such a high level, especially by the end of that season. But he is getting older and you just don't know. And Harden has a history of at some point he's going to break down a little bit. So you do run that risk. Your margin for error shrinks. But one of the reasons why I think they, they remain that contender, I think that they can use this as a bit of a rallying cry. I think Kevin Durant and James Harden can walk into that locker room and say, look, 
We don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie, but we got us. And, you know, you push the decision off onto the, the higher-ups, but Durant and Harden can go in there and say, we, we all talked about it. We all felt strongly that this is us. This is our team. We're rolling with our team. Let's get back to our Lockdown Insider, Antonio Daniels uh, and host Daniela Bruce, who talked a little bit about this same dynamic with KD and Harden and their input on this matter. Do you think guys like um, KD and James Harden had any say in this decision? And if so, or if not, what do you think their level of communication was? Listen, and I mean this with all due respect, Daniela, it doesn't matter. Right. Honestly, it doesn't matter. In today's NBA, I understand we are, it's more player and power than it's ever been. But Sam Marks had to make an executive decision on what was best for the team, whether or not mm. KD or James Harden agreed or not. Now, listen, you guys are the stars of this team. You guys are two of the top 10 players in this league. So, yes, I will sit down with you guys. I will go over the different options. I will listen to you out of respect to your skill set, out of respect to your importance for this organization. But when it's all said and done, I have to make an executive decision. And that's what Sean Marks did. I mean, he says it right there. They had to make an executive decision. The executives are standing up. Even Sean Marks afterwards, uh, when he was in a, 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 a press conference, said that, you know, these are uh, – my job here is to make sure make what we deem – as the best decision and best choices for the organization moving ahead as a whole. Uh, they're not always ones that are going to be met with open arms and a thumbs up. These are hard decisions. He, the, the, the front office is like taking the brunt of this. The players are going to do their thing, but you nailed it. The, if they didn't think that this would be something they could overcome, maybe they would have made a different decision. I'm glad. I was about to ask you decision. that. I was about to ask you that, right? Like if you were say, I'm I'm looking, I'm like looking at the East. If they're say, I don't know, if they're like Toronto or they're Atlanta, right? And it's like Trey Young kind of taking the stand. There's no way they tell him to go home for the season, right? Okay. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that because I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. That's that's a big can of worms. But I get what you're getting. It's a tougher decision to make. Okay. Let's just say that something, you know, came up here before this decision and all of a sudden the the nets were, Oh wow. They they might actually be a middle of the road team. If they were a middle of the road team, I can't say for sure. I mean, they will sit there and say now, like, of course we would because they can say that they, they, Mm -hmm. we just made this decision. We would have made it if we were fighting for the play in or fighting for a championship. Now, of course I'm skeptical of that because we've seen teams bend to the will of players. Now, what I'm really curious about here is does this um, bending or lack of bending surprise Kyrie? And, and is that why he said what he said to the athletic? Because it, it, it's almost like a, a Ben Simmons type situation. Ben Simmons held out Sixers called his bluff and they didn't pay him that money. And I think he kind of expected to get that money. He was like, oh, whoa, I'm not getting $8 million or whatever it is. Um, oh, you know what? I, I think I am going to show up. 
I think Kyrie announced it without texting and texting right. the GM. When like all of a sudden he just shows up at his locker. You know, someone, t- someone tweeted out the George Costanza clip from when he quit and then uh, came back <laughs> and was like, Oh, you took that. You, you thought I was serious. Um, I do wonder if Kyrie was like, um, excuse me, I'm Kyrie effing Irving. You're not, they're not going to send me home. I'm still going to get to play road games. And he's just going to go like, I'm going to take my half season off. I don't care about the regular season. And then come playoff time, yeah, maybe I'll get the vaccine around playoff time. And we'll be good. When they sent him home, all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not exactly anti-vaccine. Really, um, we're taking this other political stand. Um, that, that's that's kind of where I was going. Like, I think that yeah, I think you, the called tell, you think it's it, you think and you think he's telegraphing that, which makes sense. And look again, they're going to be fine. It's it's this is one of the few situations where a team can kind of weather this storm to kind of get it back to the original topic of like how's the East change. I think Milwaukee Milwaukee loves this, right? The Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics are absolutely thrilled right now and hoping he stays away. And the Nets are like, yeah, our margin for error is a little bit less, but we're probably going to beat you guys in a seven-game series, which is wild to think about how good that team (laughs) is to be able to send Kyrie freaking Irving home and be like, we're still good. We're still the title favorites. All right, so my my guess is that he comes back and gets vaccinated. I've said that now a few times in the podcast. I think it, he said like that's going to happen. I, I I feel like I feel like he's he's preparing for that. But what if he's not because he's Kyrie and maybe he's not. Maybe he's going to dig in his heels. Do they trade Kyrie Irving? What happens in that possible scenario? That is going to uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back. First I got to talk to you about Built Bar, the most delicious protein bar on the market with tons of different flavors for any kind of taste. Coconut, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, salted caramel. I mean, there's a wide variety of flavors just in that, and they have a ton more of their core flavors. But check this out. They all have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, which is nothing, four or five grams of sugar, four or five net carbs. So delicious and healthy as a snack as a potential meal replacement, eat it after a workout, whatever you want to do. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order every time, every single time. So go find out what you like, sample a few, stock up. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and of NASCAR. So go to built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order every time. All right, Antonio, is there a world where Kyrie ends up on a different team this season? I mean, I, I know this sounds it, it's it's weird with all the COVID-19 mandates, different mm-hmm. states have different rules, but obviously New York has some of the strictest rules. So do you see that as a possibility for him? You know, on our on our Sarah Sexton radio show, I, I suggested that a couple of weeks ago. You yeah. know, the thing is, if you know he's not going to play for you and you have an opportunity to move him, why not move him? But mm-hmm. the rumor is if you do move him, that he will retire. And again, I don't know if that's true or not, but organizations have to do what they have to do what's in their best interest. That's really what this comes down to. Right now, Kyrie Irving's doing what's in his best interest. He's made a choice. And 
what you see in this is it's about choices and consequences, decisions and the consequences that come from those decisions that you make. So if you're Brooklyn now, understanding that Kyrie Irving is also has the potential to be a free agent at the end of this season, holding on to him, what does that do? If you have an opportunity to get something for him legitimately and you know that he's going to continue to play, which I don't think any of us know. That's where the I think that's where the issue kind of falls here, Daniela, is we don't know what happens if Kyrie Irving is traded. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, again, that's a conversation that has to happen behind closed doors and and see what comes of it. Well, that's our Locked On Insider Antonio Daniels suggesting that, hey, if you can get something for Kyrie Irving, do it. But there's so many question marks here and basically continuing the conversation. I think at the heart of this is whether Brooklyn feels like there's uh, a resolution coming. But hey, there's there's a whole talk of a contract extension that has yet gone unresolved. And there are questions now of whether they should actually do that. Jake, this, if they, okay, so let's say whether they do or don't, let's, let's take it even a step further when we, when we answered should they or shouldn't they. Is this the last year regardless of Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn? You know, <laughs> I wish I had the answer to that question. It easily could be, right? Like if he's determined not to get vaccinated, it feels like he's going to retire at this point. There's been so much kind of like smoke around that. So many well-connected people around the league feel like he could just retire right now. You would have had a very strong career. There's no problem doing that. No one's going to complain about it. Make the best decision for you. But it seems at times that he's not very interested in being a basketball player. And that makes it tough to be a basketball player. It's just kind of as simple as that. He doesn't need to deal with the hate he's going to be getting on social media and everywhere on this. And it's been pretty pronounced towards him right now. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with that anymore and deal with these rules and just go and live his life. He's got the money to do so. It repeatedly said in the athletic article, he's not you know motivated by more money or anything like that. So maybe he does just retire. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, and you know, I'd say you know him better than anyone, but you probably don't. You know, if you think he's going to retire, or if you think he's not going to get vaccinated, yes, you trade him. You try and get basically anything you can. Why not? At this point, it's a phrase we have in Louisiana called lanyap. It's just a little something extra at this point on top of your already really good team. There's no reason not to. The issue might be that his trade market is going to be very depressed right now. If you thought they couldn't get anything for Ben Simmons, you're going to be dealing with a similar situation like that with Kyrie Irving here. And then you have those two kind of playing off of each other and kind of creating a weird market for it. And then unlike Ben Simmons, he's got basically one more year on his deal. He's got, he's getting paid 35 million this year. And then it's a player option for 36 and a half. So you have basically no team control over him, which makes trading for him and everything going on with this kind of risky for the team, right? You don't know if he'll stay you're not going to want to give up a good amount of assets for him, even if he wants to play basketball. I just, it, it, they should trade him if they think he's not going to play. But at the same point, I don't know if anyone's really going to bite on something with Kyrie Irving. I don't know how anybody can. Uh, look, let, let's be honest here. He hit that big shot to, to help the Cavs win a championship, which great balls. You, you took the big shot. You made the big shot. He's an unbelievable basketball player. But after LeBron left, Kyrie was like, eh, I'm out. Forget it. Boston, it was going okay. And then he stood in front of I was there when he did it, where he said, 
I'll, I, I want to come back if you'll have me. And then by the end of that season, he was like, peace, I'm going to Brooklyn. Then he goes to Brooklyn and he is taking these random stretches off. He's just, I'm not coming in for a while. You're like, okay. okay. And that's okay. But that wears on just the entire team. I go back to the first segment. If you're a guy that's, that's trying your like, like hell to get 20 minutes on a team and Kyrie just waltzes in and out. I was like, Hey guys, I'm just going to take a few days off. And, and just for whatever reason, like, wait a minute, what? I'm in here busting my ass. Like I get that you have different rules, but like, this is just a slap in the face. Kyrie, you go back to his high school days. He switched high schools. He's, he's not been in any one particular situation for more than a few years. There's always something that draws Kyrie away from the situation that he's in. And I don't see why another team, considering all that he said and considering the threat to retire potentially, even though if he retires, he'll he'll retire and then unretire because I know that's how it's going to go. That's absolutely guaranteed how it's going to go. He's going to be 31 and he's going to come back. He's like, I want to play again. And he's going to try and handpick his situation and try it again. And, and that'll go bad after two years. That's just the Kyrie Irving MO, but he's just such a damn good basketball player that teams convince themselves early on that they're going to they're going to deal with it. So getting back to this, can can Brooklyn trade him? I don't think so. Because I don't see another team with you. I was listening to the low post. Kevin Arnovitz suggested San Antonio as just like a wild kind of, you know, eh, what the hell? Let's try San Antonio. But even them with Popovich and the stability of San Antonio, like I don't think that would fly with with them. Like I and, and I don't think Kyrie wants exactly what they would demand of him. So I think it's I think it's it's Brooklyn or else or nothing. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, and I'm curious what our li- our listeners think. Let us know, by the way, on YouTube or on Twitter. You know, it's a weird one, right? Because like, yeah, sure. Teams will trade a second round pick for him. You might even get a team to trade a first round pick just to kind of take the chance on him. But a useful player, something that's going to help you win this year, potentially. I don't think a team's going to do that because you're basically getting nothing in return or like what? It's 50-50 if you get nothing in return. That is a huge, huge risk and something that can set you back. Even trading a first round pick and getting nothing in return might set you back fairly far, depending on where you are in a rebuild. So San Antonio that probably wants to get back into the playoffs and has some young talent there. I'm not sure. You make a good point, right? And I've dealt with this in New Orleans with the Anthony Davis situation where before the season even started, he went to his team and was like, I'm probably going to request a trade, right? Basically going to those guys and being like, you're not good enough for me to play with. I want out. And they all said the right thing of like, it's a, it's, you know, it's a business. We get it, blah, blah, blah. Behind the scenes, most of those dudes were pretty freaking pissed off and really disliked Anthony Davis towards that. That is going to happen in your locker room if you bring Kyrie Irving in. As you said, different rules apply to him. That's going to bother players. Do you want that? No, probably not. I wouldn't. No, not me. But, you know, look, we'll see. That My guess is that he's back by Christmas. That's my guess. I think one way or another, he's back by Christmas. But we'll see. You've sold me on the idea that he's telegraphing to get it, that it's not anti-vax, right? It's not anti-science. It's I'm mm-hmm. taking a principled stand for this thing. 
I can see why that article comes out now and why he's trying to kind of plant the seeds of that so that when he gets the vaccine, you're not going to point it and be like hypocrite, right? He's like, oh, no, I was totally always going to get it, even though you should have had it by now. Right. Our Locked On Insider, Antonio Daniels, all all of that is available on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, there's somewhere along the playlist, you can find the Locked On Insider there as well. Uh, But of course... As Jake said, leave a comment, leave us your thoughts. Should they be uh, trading Kyrie or any thoughts you have here, uh, please do so. Uh, and I want to thank you for making the Locked On NBA podcast your first listen. And you can make the second listen, the Locked On Fantasy podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. I mean, everybody's getting ramped up for their, their fantasy draft. Go win so your league. Josh Josh is going to help you win your league. That's that. I feel very good saying that. So. Make your second listen to the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast. But want to thank you for listening and watching the Lockdown NBA Podcast on Wednesdays. I'm your co-host, John Corrales. Uh, I host the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, and you find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on the Lockdown NBA Podcast.